Hey, I'm Israel Campbell. And I'm Rachel Campbell. And welcome to the Campbell Soup Podcast. This podcast is basically letting you in on the continuous conversations about life, love, parenting, relationships, God, and anything else that we feel like throwing in the pot. The reason we've created this is because we believe that discipleship should be more about a lifestyle than a class. So whether you're listening to this on your commute or you're on the treadmill, this is a great way to be discipled as you're living your busy lives. Yeah, when Jesus was walking the earth with his disciples, it definitely was not a classroom setting. It was a constant teaching and discussion about all things pertaining to life. So just like a good bowl of soup, come and join us for some very honest and candid conversations about a little bit of everything. Just if we do something really bad, just cut it. Okay. I think we're getting close. Okay, so we're starting, yeah. and this podcast uh, is is it's awesome. I'm really looking forward to it because we're going to talk about politics, and I just know how much love this is going to produce. Everyone, look at your neighbor and repeat after us. <laughs> I love Israel and Rachel, no matter what they say in the next half hour. Oh my goodness! Well, um, election day is coming up on Tuesday, it's exciting, and uh, it's very exciting. So we kind of want to talk about Christians and politics. And, you know, this will cause disagreements from what I know. And so if you disagree, uh, please just email Rachel at <laughs> Rachel oh at flourishing.church because she would love to hear your comments on this, not me, because yeah. I probably won't read them. Um, and uh, Rachel will pray for you. But anyhow, uh, I think a good question. It is election time. And I, I'll tell you what I was thinking. And then maybe that helps us start uh, somewhere uh, in this discussion is I was just praying and I was like, you know what? I really want to, um, you know, just take a moment on Sunday, just kind of remind people and stuff like that. And I just thought, you know, it's not enough time to really um, get into a lot of this about what what does God's word say? What are maybe some of our thoughts with God's word on this? Mm-hmm. And so then I thought, man, that that two minutes on Sunday then is going to turn to 15 minutes, but then to even get into it more, it may take lo- longer. And I just was like, that's not what I want to talk about on Sundays. Uh, we only have 52 times a week. I want to talk about um, the kingdom. I want to talk about the blood of Jesus. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. I don't really want to spend a week on politics, but that doesn't mean that it's not an important issue. Exactly, yeah. I just don't want to spend that. So then I thought, well, that's what our podcast is for. I love it. It's our, the subjects that we can't talk about. It's not that we can't talk about them on Sunday, but it's the subjects we don't have time for that are important. And can I even say don't want to talk about? Oh yeah. I mean, I that's, don't want to uh, talk about it. You don't want to talk about it on Sundays. And I love, I'm very, you know that I am very into politics. You I are. I'm concerned. I'm I prayerful. I, I do care what happens, but I don't want to talk about it on Sunday morning. Well, and some of the reasons why we don't want to, it's not because we're passive. It's not that we don't think it's important. We are definitely not passive. We are not passive. It's not that we don't care. It is that we want a church that is 
50% Republican and 50% Democrats. We don't want an all white church or an all black church or an or all, all Hispanic church. church. And an all, you know, we don't want an all a church filled with only Christians. We want people on that journey where they're just now receiving Jesus. And so that's so important for us. Isn't Absolutely. It? Yeah. And so that's why we're that. And I think if you start doing that, you end up with one type of church. Uh, and, and I've seen it on both sides. So I'm not saying that it's a, a far uh, right or a far left. And, um, and then I know, you know, it's really, we want church to be a church and we want to empower. I love what Pastor Doug talked about last week, the difference between Moses and the difference between Joshua. And I just see that so much. We were talking about um, when they got the difference between the Red Sea he talked about and then the Jordan. And the Jordan he talked about stopped way up in the city in Adam, way upstream. Right. And I, I don't want to talk about right now the political mm-hmm. chaos i want to go upstream and get some and, people to start thinking like christ yes and then influencing the world right yes and i think that israel and i both um our stance on pastoring is is very um directed towards we do not want to lead people in their thinking that is not the goal as pastors is to lead people's thinking the goal as pastors is to get people to think like Jesus for themselves, to get into the word of God, to understand what being a Christian means, what the authority they walk in on earth because of it means. And if we get people, if on a Sunday we tell everyone how to vote, they haven't grown in their walk with God. They're just doing, they're being obedient to their pastor instead of their heart changing and them looking into the word and saying, what lines up with what God says in his word? It is not about a political party. It's about the, what does God say about this subject in his word? And if I am a follower of Christ, then I don't pick and choose the Bible, but I do what the word of God says to do. And then as a Christian, we want to be people that equip people. We want them to say, I am confidently hearing from God. I am confidently leading my life as a Christian. Therefore, I'm going to confidently go vote with the conviction of the Holy Spirit through the word of God. And I think it's a rip off if, if church, if the pastor has to stand up there and tell you every single person to vote, then that's really limiting your ability to, um, to go to the word and lead your own life. We are not going to give you our thoughts. We want you to have God's thoughts. I love that. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit. But the first thing that I just, when I wrote in my notes, Rachel, I just said, should we be involved with politics? Yes. 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 So it's, this is not a avoid it, be passive aggressive, just be meek and just kind of shrink under it. No, be involved in politics. Joseph was involved in his nation's politics mm-hmm. and it changed the economic status. Daniel served in the foreign administrative administration of Babylon. He was in politics in the most evil nation of the world, not only then, but it speaks of today's, um, prophetically of today's anti-Christ uh, church as Babylon, and Daniel was a part of it. I love it. So we want to be involved we with politics. Yeah. Queen Esther was involved with the politics of her nation, and she saved her nation, and the word God is not mentioned once in it. 
And it says that she had favor <laughs> with the non-believers. I love that because sometimes we think that we have to be this abrasive person that the world hates. Then we call it persecution. When really, you're just kind of being mouthy to the world. And I'm like, hey, why don't we be so attractive in being the church? Why don't we be so differently winning in our lives that they want what we have, right? Yeah. And Jeremiah instructed the exiles to actually be in Babylon and to accept it and to plant and have kids there. And so you just, we believe in politics. We believe it's our civic duty. And and how blessed are we that we live in the United States of yeah. America yeah. where we actually can play a part in helping um, the government. And so we should endeavor to be good citizens. We should leverage our influence um, for the advancement of laws, policies, and practices that contribute to flourishing neighbors. So we should do that. And so the first thing is, you know, we don't say, like if somebody asks you, why don't you say anything? Or why don't you, you know, have your your, um, sticker on your car that says who you're voting for? And, you know, all those things is just because we're trying to be wise, but that doesn't mean because we didn't say anything, we don't value or aren't passionate, aren't researching, aren't aren't watching, aren't praying. We want to be involved with it. My family uh, was raised in it. My my mom married her stepdad at a political- No, wait, she did not marry her stepdad. wouldn't (laughs) Wouldn't he be my stepdad? Yeah, but you said your mom married her stepdad. Well, he was that old. That is starting like some major rumors. <laughs> okay, he was older. But he uh, married she married her husband who is now your stepdad. But he passed away. It's all complicated. My family's complicated, <laughs> but they did meet in a political thing. My brother-in-law ran for state representatives and and stuff like that. So we we're not anti-politics. That's not even scriptural. We want to be involved with the government and and help steer that but i um i i think that um the second part would be but when we place our hope in politics we will always be let down Mm. so it's like we want to be involved with it but our hope doesn't come from that but let me say one thing i remember this mouthy person that we were close to and it was the political season and they're like and all this stuff and it was a little bit of keyboard ninja and a little bit of you know this and we were kind of quiet and and probably even maybe believed what they said, but we were like trying to be wise because we want a church uh, a div- a, div- uh, a church full of diversity, not just you know right. uh, whatever. And then it came down to it; they were like, blah, 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 blah. and then it was the day of the vote, and they didn't even vote because they'd forgotten. And I was so like, you were so mad. Like <laughs> you have had such a bratty attitude and so judgmental, and you're you're screaming all these hateful things, and then you got so busy you didn't even vote. Like put your put your vote where your mouth is oh my gosh it's like you if you don't so that's the other thing is like this it's this great honor that we have in the united states and so like do not complain about anything if you don't even vote like come on that's 101 right um but let's talk about this when we place our hope in politics we will always be let down i love uh revelations chapter 11 verse 15 and the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in the heavens saying the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Don't you just love that? Is like 
um, Republicans are going to fail us. Democrats are going to fail us. Independents are going to fail us. But the kingdom of our Lord is going to be established. It shall reign. Yeah. And we can sleep soundly at night, no matter who's leading, no matter what's going on. We can sleep. We can have peace because of the fact that God is sovereign. Yeah. That's the truth that we can live our lives on is that God is sovereign. And that doesn't mean we do nothing. Of course it doesn't. But you know how you were talking about, oh, we want to have a diverse church. We believe with all of our heart that most of our church is still unsaved right now. <laughs> and that is the revelation that we live by is we are on mission. And when we're on mission, we love the lost. When we're on mission, we do not offend the lost before they've had their spiritual blinders taken off to receive the revelation of the word of God. When we are screaming the truths of the Bible to people who don't believe in the Bible, we're pushing them off the porch of the church before they even touch the church door. And we want to make the doorway to the church so big that they can't miss it. And we do that by love. We do that. And I know there's so many pastors saying, if, you, if you're talking about loving the world, you're a coward. No, no. Because it's a lot easier to just have a little club of people who all feel safe and they're all saying the same thing. But that's God has never called us to save. And we're living in the heart of Los Angeles. And there are millions of people, millions of people going to hell. And if we begin to just scream about policies, they're going to go to hell faster, or we could begin to open up the door so they see, wow, that church isn't screaming at me. Those, those people actually are showing me some love. Those people aren't making me feel you know, judged and that I could never... We have so many people that have gotten saved in our church that said that they sat in the parking lot and drove away a couple weeks in a row before they came to church because they thought, I might catch on fire, I'm so sinful. They were overwhelmed with sh the shame of who they were. And I feel like... The church is helping them feel that way instead of allowing them to come in and have that Saul to Paul moment where it's like, you know, Saul was politically killing Christians. He was after them. And then he became the greatest church builder. But what if the church, that New Testament church, would have begun to, by name, ridicule Saul and begin to, you know, call him the devil and all of these things like we do with our political, with our president. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how, how do we believe that these people are created in the image of Christ? And do we actually believe that they could actually be miracle stories that begin to turn around and begin to exalt Jesus? Could they do that? Could we create space for that? Yeah. And I, I think we forget a major description of Jesus. It said he was friend of sinners. The religious people hated it. They hated that Jesus was a friend of sinners. What do friends do? Friends don't. You're not going to want to be a friend with somebody that is just consistently, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think we are losing that. And we, we don't lose our convictions. I'm not yeah, any less convicted of what the Bible says. It doesn't say Jesus became like the sinners. It says that Jesus was a friend to them. And that doesn't mean he has, he changed who he was, but they were drawn to him. Yeah. And, and so, and we, and agree to disagree. Some people may just want to hit you over the head with don't the Bible. Don't give them my email, please. Just don't <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Uh, you know, and uh, so we'll always, as much as this nation was formed on um, godly principles and it's getting away from it and we hate it. 
We hate that. We love our nation. It definitely makes our lives a little more difficult as Christians and leaders in the church. Well, let's go. Okay. We're going to sidetrack, but I think it's so good is the fastest growing church in the world is the church in Iran. Yeah. And yeah. so um, we, we have to understand, like, I don't want persecution, but persecution has always grown the church. Right. And we are so like, it's we funny want safe. and we want safe. And then it comes across it. Like, like we're, we're like denouncing fear, but what we do is fear based. Right. We're so afraid of losing the Christian part of our nation, but our nation's not thriving as if you look at churches, they're on the decline. And so what we're doing, why do we want America to take the place of the church? The Bible says that the, the kingdom of God is the only thing that the enemy cannot stand against. It says that the um, gates of hell will not prevail against the kingdom of God. God it does not say the gates of hell will not prevail against America or Canada or Australia it says the gates of hell. The one thing it will never penetrate and dominate over is the kingdom of God. And so uh, the kingdom that we are a part of is so much more important than red, white, and blue. And I am very patriotic, but America has Christians who idolize America. Well, it's replaced a sense of God. It's like nationalism. Now we're safe and everyone's a Christian. Yeah. And, and we, we worship nationalism instead of yeah. God. Yeah. And I, well, I mean, we're so grateful for our nation, our forefathers. But when we get to heaven, there will be no American flags. And I'm, I'm old Navy is going to really hurt on 4th of July yeah, because kingdom, kingdom flag kingdom. There will be no, we, we take our crowns. The kingdoms of this age will become the kingdoms of our God. There will be one banner and one banner only. And that is the banner of Jesus yes, Christ. Amen. There will be one anthem and one anthem only. We will not be singing the national anthem in heaven. Right. The anthem that will be singing singing is holy, holy, holy is the Lord almighty. And so that doesn't mean that we don't love our nation, that we fight for our nation, that we're involved in politics and that you're bold and that you are um, passionate about it. But let's not be Democrats first, Christians second, Republicans first, Christians second. Let's be Christians that are involved in in our nation's politics. And I'm sorry, but some of y'all are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because (laughs) you have lost that thought pattern. And I'm like, what is going on? And I get it. I I honestly do get it because we don't I don't want certain things influencing my kids. Right. I don't want liberties taken away. I don't want that. And so we do need to be involved with it. But let's be wise if you're you're it's almost a false idol if you're putting your trust in political systems. Because right. That's never going to fix it. And that's actually never what causes revival. Jesus didn't say to his disciples, okay, I want you to wait in the upper room and I want you to get a a, a good, um, just a a few good political mottos, a few good, uh, you know, things to really rally around, some good signs and go meet. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. He didn't say uh, to build a political party. He said, build the church. Yeah. And you know, what's really sad and heartbreaking to me is how many 
of us are, um, you know, jumping from one protest to the next. And I, I really, there's a spirit of this age. You know, we're talking a lot about Christians that are being, you know, having idolatry with with politics and wanting everyone to think the same and everyone to act Christian. But there's that other side where there's Christians that um, they're not they're not reading the word of God first and they are fighting for things that do not please the heart of God. And so there's these Christians that because of where you come from and your culture, you are trying to apply the word of God to a sinful system that you've always been a part of. And, um, you know that, and with all humility, uh, there are things in, there's things your mama taught you there's things my mama taught me and they're actually wrong and they could be Christian mamas. But at some point in our life, we have to begin to go, okay, God, I need to hear what you're speaking. I need revelation for my life. What are, how do you want me to go about living my life? Is this something that I need to fight for? Or is this a cultural thing that I've taken on and I've always thought it was right because I love the people who taught it to me? It's so true. And that's why, um, like if you, just tried to sometimes, and maybe this is more, this isn't Bible based. This is more Israel based is don't just jump on one party that you've always been with, like research and seek God. And that's the great thing of today is there is so much information out there and you have the spirit of discernment that you can tap into and say, God, help me with this. I was watching the other day, there was a commercial in LA about some prop that was going to help homelessness. And it, if you, if you allowed betting, it would allow this. And then the next commercial was, um, you're going to only make homelessness worse because now you've allowed betting. And I'm like, Silas and I were looking at, it, we're like, I don't even know which one to vote for, Right. but we'll research. We'll look into it. We'll seek God's wisdom. People that are maybe smarter than me, I'll listen to and then try to see what do I feel with the Holy Spirit. We'll debate about it. You and I will like, oh, you think that? Well, I think this. I love that we do that. Even Israel and I debate on things. And it's so healthy because what we're doing is we're not saying I'm stuck in this thought process that I've been raised in. I'm stuck in what I've been told. I'm stuck in what all my friends think, but we're going, Hey, this is what the Bible says. What do you think that means when we're talking about voting for this or government? Or what do you think that means when we're leading the church? And I, I, I think it's so important to allow God to change our mind and to change our heart. And it's good to disagree in a civil and, way and be together. I, we've never, Israel's never slept on the couch after we've talked about things we don't <laughs> agree on. We don't kick each other away. We don't walk away. We're, com, we're in, we're in, we're in covenant relationship. And as Christians, we should be choosing fellow Christians and covering them more than we're covering for non-Christians. It's so true. We, if, if, you uh, are one political party. I'm another political party. But because we're Christians, we're closer. We're related, we're related uh, for eternity versus some political system. And Jesus did not try to reform human government. He actually said he's going to replace it. Come on. And so we got to be careful that we're not so amped up in human government that we forget Jesus's assignment was to actually not reform it, but to actually change it coming and establish something new. So I think that's so true. And I think we've lost it in church and like, be careful of that 
don't please don't just hang out with everybody that thinks the same as you. Um, it would be good to get some compassion or some empathy or just some, wow, agree to disagree, but I'm trying to see why you think that could be really good. Cause if we lose that, it's so, and that's what I love about our church. I actually love looking out and seeing who's sitting next to each other, just laughing like, oh my gosh, if they only knew. Because if we can't do this, it's really bad for society yeah. and really bad. And we're seeing the outbreaks of that, of the uh, civility being ruined because we, we don't even know how to get along with people that disagree from our opinion. Yeah, and the church is... Thanks for joining us for this episode of Campbell Soup. We really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to subscribe and also share it with your friends. We'd love to receive questions from you. They can be about anything. So just email them to us at info at flourishing.church.